0: Alright, welcome back for another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Sam. And tonight we have a special guest with us, Kyle Carnahan. Is that how you
1: say it? Just like a giant leprechaun, man. Kyle Lee Carnahan. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right, welcome to the show.
1: What's up, Kyle? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. First guest on season three. That's right, that's right. There you go.
0: So do you want to tell our guests a little bit about yourself, what you do?
1: Kids, I've been married 20 years. I'm a fireman, been a fireman for 12, 13 years. Um, I am uh psychotically active and uh, have a raging case of ADD and a high level of anxiety. <laughs> and I usually take that out on the weights, the skate park, uh, my surfboard, and although I'm 15-year white belt in jiu-jitsu but i do uh enjoy rolling around uh with with my boys and uh and some of the guys from work but uh yeah i just i don't i just action field life man that's that's what i'm seeking
2: wait so you said you have five kids man what what are their ages and and gender
1: now this might be my hardest question because when you have that many kids forget (laughs) (laughs) their their ages keep changing i know birthdays stay the same but when you go when you go to the doctor or something and they're like, Hey, uh hey, what's Gavin's birthday? And I gotta figure out <laughs> what his birthday is. You remember all those. So my oldest is Gavin, he's fifteen. He's uh he's been he's uh he's a great kid. He's always been easy. Uh he's uh played football for the first time freshman year. And didn't play at all, and he was all bummed out. And then uh, he's been doing jiu-jitsu his whole life, so he got into wrestling and then right off the gates, wrestling, varsity. So that was really cool for him. Wow. Confidence builder. Parker's 13. He's kind of a chip off my old block, man. He's got all my same, like, childhood anxieties and, like, looks the same as me. But he's a skateboarding monster. He's really good. He just broke his arm and almost getting the cast off, but he charges on the skateboard. Cooper annihilates skateboarding. He's 10, uh, and he, I hang out with him like he's an adult. It's, it's weird, like me and him talk to, like we're homies, you know, it's like, he, he's just so smart. It's crazy. And then I have a seven year old who's a psycho. Psycho. Most <laughs> difficult kid I've ever had. He can't stop moving. He's, he's probably, he's got that from me too, like when he's sitting behind me in my car, his knees are hitting my seat, you know? Like, like I, I, Man, half the time I do not like this kid. <laughs> but I was like, you know, but I was like, that just shows like I need to spend more time with that kid, you know, like more time. Cause if, if a lot of times we pull away, you know, and then it's like, there, there's going to be this disparity. Just, I don't even like this kid. So I really got focused on that kid. And then we had an accident, baby. Little girl. Did you say a, y- Little, a
2: year and a half ago?
1: Yeah. Sunshine of my life, dude. Everybody told me. Oh, she's going to have you wrapped around her finger and all this nonsense, right? I'm a boy, dad, whatever. She's going to soften you, bro. It's all true. <laughs> that sweet little girl. I tell my boys, I go, don't mess with her. She's my favorite. And they go, yeah, we know she's our favorite too, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Wow, man. God bless.
0: Yeah, and she got four older brothers. She's got Poor guys who date her. That's awesome. So what challenges have you faced raising your kids?
1: Oh, man. Um, one how different they all are how they all respond differently to uh to different levels of discipline you know um trying to learn how to read all of them listen i i'm 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 a pretty hard charging dad like i don't put up with bullshit at all like zero you know as a dad it's hard because we don't know how we're doing or how bad we're doing we we don't know we're we're trying to figure it out We're, we're juggling and we're hoping we're making the best decision based upon we know how we were raised, and so we do our best. Hey, we're not going to be perfect. And right now, with my seven-year-old, who's who's um giving me the most trouble, um, you know, I run him into the ground, man. Like I don't put him on anything. Like he does a lot of burpees. <laughs> uh, yeah, I go fifty, go. Wow. And, you know, him, my my ten-year-old and my seven-year-old, they they're always they're like bickering and fighting. And the way I looked at it, I was like, okay, so our kids fight all the time. You know, if you got more than one kid, you're gonna have some fighting in the household sure. and bickering, and and we can look at that as a bad thing. Take them away from the other kids; they're usually pretty good. How, where are they ever gonna get the experience to learn how to be selfless? Learn how they're so crazy, and we're starting to lose our minds. And sometimes it's me, sometimes it's my wife. We're like, "Hey, hey, this is life. Yep, this is them learning." So that's probably been one of my biggest things with my kids' relationships: is realizing that when they are. Learn, they're trying to learn how to get through life like we are, man. And they ain't gonna be perfect. And so the opportunities, chaotic situations in our house are just that moments. And, and yeah, listen, if we have to discipline them, we have to teach them. Like I said, I'm a hard charger, man. Like I gotta make sure I pour on. Oh, no, sure. Just totally. an abundance of love.
2: You got, you got, you gotta to be tough. You got, you gotta have, um, you know, like you said, discipline. Um, but, but I want to touch on something that you mentioned before where at, when, you, when you were saying, you know, not that necessarily you don't know if you're doing the right thing, but, you know, starting a family, men that start a family, there's no book for guys to read, to know what to expect. You know, it, it's you learn as you go. And that's another reason why Rob and I started this podcast, because we'd like to we'd like to to tell other dads, hey, you guys aren't the only ones that are experiencing this. You know, we went, we went through it. it. It's cool, you know, and we'll help you get through it as well. You, you're going to fumble along the way, you know, you're going to stumble yeah. along the way. But that's part of the lo- learning process. That's part of the obstacles that are put in front of you on a daily basis for you to overcome and to become that much stronger the next day or, or the next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. One of the things we um, we talk about in our in the Superhuman Fathers team a lot is the difference between regret and shame, and we talk about it a lot. We talk about regret being um, a great gift in the voice of God and the voice of your conscience. That that like when you touch something hot and it tells you it's hot, don't touch that. And there's that that feeling deep inside when you know you went too far with your discipline. Or one of your kid needs some extra love or, um, your, your energy is off, you know, and we can't always just be all aligned all the time. We're going to get off, but if we, we just listen to that and we get right back on, we're good to go. Like just massive self forgiveness, understanding that we were created imperfectly and that this is a learning process. And whether that be in building your business or fat loss or. Um, a creative pursuit or being a father hit brick walls we're going to stumble we're going to fall we're going to try to figure it out and failure is inevitable but failure can be a great gift and a great teaching for us as we just get up and move forward and one of the most powerful things that i've found in my relationship with my family is the ability to quickly apologize my kids apologize it's okay to be wrong and so teach your kids through that trying to do its best and teach your kids it that that's how life is and that's how they're going to have to be too
2: right adapt what is the one special thing you do with your kids and your family
1: the last couple months we haven't been uh really on it but take them out to lunch and just talk to them and just like really focus on them um because when we have the whole bunch it's like some uh, like some kids just get left behind bro (laughs) like they get left in the dust and and i think a lot of their like my seven-year-old's issues Come from just lack of attention man like when i had two kids they were my world you know like i take them to skate park and then we're going to jujitsu and then we're doing this and and dad's like watching them and watching their every move and proud of them and and now i got the older ones and the two middle ones and then the baby and and they start to start to get a little spread out and so the younger ones have a little bit less of me than the older ones did and there's no question my older ones are just slightly better adapted (laughs) they really they just are and so i i'm trying to kind of almost split in a way to where i get the feeling that i work that i gave to my older kids to my middle two that's my great focus now is to kind of my older two man they could go off get apartments get jobs they're good to go. Wait, hold on, hold it's on. It's almost like you know,
2: eldest sons are 15 and 13, shooing them off to get an apartment. <laughs> they're ready. That's you know what, man. Not not too many kids have that. That that's amazing. They're, they're mature. They're aware. They're responsible. That's great.
1: For me, I, I was a re- I was just a really on it dad with those two. I had more focus on them, and my next two more work. You know, obviously they're young, so they, there's cr- plenty of time. Whatever, it's fine. But I I believe. That it's very important to be aware of where we're at and where we're going. So that's how my mind works. Is I'm I'm looking at their trajectory from where they're at right now and their decisions they're making right now, and trying to teach them things like like, dude, my seven-year-old he draws. I I see three uh, penis drawings on my car seat. <laughs> I'm not even mad, dude. I'm like, of course. He immediately says, "I saw Cooper do it." Oh No, he did it. Lie, bro. <laughs> yeah. A parent in the world is like his not to lie because it's a protective mechanism, right? Like, why wouldn't you lie? You're going to get in trouble. Not to lie. Feel about liars and how liars end up in life. Hey, you can lie. It's up to you, man. But guess what? I'm a liar. Consistently. How do you think that's going to affect your relationships in the future? And I'm talking to a seven-year-old, so it's not it's not easy, right? <laughs> yeah. Asking them these questions about lying. Keep drilling them. I'll keep drilling them. And they know, well, then they won't be my friend. Okay, perfect. So what happens if now you have no one who trusts you, you don't have any friends? How, how do you think life's going to be like that? Do you want to be the kind of kid who has a lot of friends who trust you? Or do you want to have a, a bunch of people that don't believe anything you say and can't depend on you at all because everything that comes out of your mouth is a lie? And then they have these little epiphanies, you know, like little seven-year-old epiphanies.
0: I actually really like that approach on, on handling your kids and, and lying and drilling, drilling it down to uh, to essentially what they can understand. Like keep asking that question like, hey, how do people trust you? Hey, you know, what how is it going to impact your relationships? How do you explain that to a seven-year-old? I love it. Like you're not going to have any friends. What do you mean I'm not going to have any friends? No one's going to want to play with you no one's going to want to talk to you because everything that comes out of your mouth is is wrong. Yeah, no,
1: that's so awesome.
0: I, I really like that.
1: The cool thing is you can use that with any principle with your kids just by asking questions at their level is, is what I'm finding. Another thing with him that might, might be helpful in a sense is he, he's, he's real scared. Are we going to get over this fear of the dark, man? How are we going to get over it? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, what can we do maybe to like you get, get you used to it? And he's like, well, what if I go in the closet for like one second? I go, are you sure you can do that? He's like, I don't know. Maybe. I go, well, why don't you go in the closet with the door open and then I'll just be right here. And he's like, okay. So he goes in the closet and then I go, okay, are you good? All right, cool. I go, all right, how about I step to the side for a second and then I come back. He's like, all right, cool. I step to the side and come back. He's like, cool. i was like, all right, what do you want to do next? He's like, maybe shut the door for a second. I shut the door for a second. And then by the time we're done with this, all his ideas, not mine, he accomplished something, you know, and it was a big, massive accomplishment for him. So now when he, to he, he like go upstairs and get something or he has to go take a shower by himself, he's looking at it like a challenge, you know, like little by little, you know, just little things like that.
2: I wish I would have approached that with my kids three years ago, because it was always a fight going in the shower. They always wanted yeah. their, uh, I I have three girls. So they always wanted yeah. they wanted company in the bathroom. So one would sit there yeah. talking to them as the other is showering.
1: See, that's the thing. You got to have um your fourth, and then you would have maybe started to figure it out.
2: <laughs> Consider a fourth.
0: Did you really? Yeah, we did. Oh, you would have had four
1: girls.
2: I know. My uncle said the sixth one was going to be a boy. I said, well, there won't be six in my house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're already outnumbered. You know, what have you learned from raising your kids? I mean, you already gave some good examples, but... What else would you bring to the table?
1: A hundred percent of my selfish needs off the table. I get up early. I get my head right. I get my workout in and I make sure I eat right and I make sure I'm disciplined and I make sure that I'm setting the example for my children. I want to make sure that he and me is what I want them to become. You are sacrificing for them and giving your all to be the best you can be for them. They know. So I think that's the thing I've learned the most is that I have a greater responsibility than I ever thought on my shoulders than i ever thought raising them and being an example for them
2: how have you been able to balance your career and parenting effectively
1: oh man i'm i'm busy look i'm a fireman i have over 150 coaching clients with superhuman fathers i have a supplement company sleep is like something you can train yourself and i've been able to get to around five to six hours a night you know i i believe that you can train yourself to deal with so um I know when I'm real run down, I gotta go to bed early some nights. Sure. Catch up a little, especially like as a fireman, it'd be a lot easier if I had a steady schedule, but some nights we'll get ran all night, you know, and my ass is up at 4.30 regardless because if I don't, it's all screwed up. So I pick a time to get up every morning and I just get up regardless of going on or what calls I ran that night at the firehouse or it's the same time every day, every morning. Three to four hours of just focused work time, and workout before my family wakes up. Huge.
0: That that's what I see as successful too is getting in those early hours. Um, I've talked about it on previous podcasts. Is really getting up, doing my meditation, doing my workout. My workout's probably not like your workout. I'm doing like yoga and like high intensity for like twenty minutes. I think what you're doing. So, but it's still it's getting my mind right and my body right because that's that's important. You know, I was. You know, still overweight, but I was significantly overweight, and I and I made it a purpose to lose like 30 pounds or 25 pounds because I realized at one point in my life, once I had kids, is okay. I've been dicking around for you know for a long time. Now I have someone else who re- is depending on me. It's not just me yeah, now. Man. So once that realization came to to pass, I was like, "Fuck this! This is I'm all in. I'm gonna do what's right for me, and I'll change." You know, because at some point, your lifestyle is gonna catch up to you, no matter what it is. And if you don't correct the ship, you're going down like the Titanic.
1: Yeah, man. And and our kids look at us, man. They look at us. They judge us. We're going to hand down all of our bad habits and all of our good habits to them. And then they're going to have to sort it out in their lives. So we can give to them, help them along the way. Absolutely. Seeing what, because we are the version of the man they think they should be.
2: Absolutely. A hundred percent. So what inspired you to... Go on your, your workout journey and start Roll Fast Burn and, and become a firefighter and become a singer, songwriter, you know, and, and start su- Superhuman Fathers. What was your
1: inspiration? Music has just been a, a part of my life for a long time. For me, it taps into something and it's a way for me to be a vulnerable man and get my emotions out without any kind of filtering. And so I can sit behind my guitar and just let it out fearlessly. and. Been able to transfer that into regular communications now as I've gotten older. But when I was younger, it was hard to be vulnerable and real and truthful and, and honest about who I was able to do that in real life. So that's the music. Um, and then, uh, becoming a firefighter was a huge change for me. I was in banking for almost a decade. And then in 2008, we lost everything houses, cars half a million dollars in my retirement and, um, 28 at the time, I think I kind of started over and was like, Hey, well, if I could start over, what would I do? And I was like, I want to be a fireman. And everyone was like, we can't do that. You got three kids. Like everybody tries to do that and doesn't. And then I just hunkered down for three years and just cranked it out and, and, uh, got hired and, uh, became paramedic and and then got hired as a fireman, 30 hired full-time. That's great. Uh, And then at some point I realized there was a, there was just a, a gap in something I needed to do in life. I, and I really, I needed to be an entrepreneur. I I needed that side of things as well. And so I had this cockamamie. I loved skateboarding. I love supplements. I love working out. So I was like, I'm going to create a supplement company for skateboarders was like the first part <laughs> of this. And I was like, this is the worst idea ever. But <laughs> I was like, I'm going to use this as pure education. Like if it flops, I'm going to learn a ton. So I signed up for a mastermind com, a guy named Ryan Moran. It was eighteen thousand dollars, which I did not have at the time. I worked overtime to get in this mastermind, and I learned a ton about the product business and how to build audiences and how to market. And this is this is just the last couple of years, and so I would do that early in the morning and then the wee hours of the night build this thing. And I w- I watched my creative pursuit come to pass, and it was like mind blowing. And then it started selling and people were posting about it and people were loving it. And I was just like, I created something that I wanted for me that I've been doing a lot of training at the fire department with friends, body compositions. I'm obsessed with it. I've always loved taking someone and making them their best physical self. Uh, really only six months ago, I started out to the world. And I said, hey, I just put it out on my Instagram. Started the Instagram Superhuman Fathers. Um, to hold me accountable and right out the gates 30 guys called me right away boom help me wow we got some crazy transformations because aggressive like we're all mindset
2: so i've i've seen some of the guys that that posted the photos of their transformation and oh my god man sick
1: yeah um,
2: Je- I, I, i'm jealous
1: well don't be too jealous just sign up um but no seriously what i've realized is that it's a, uh, it's a hundred percent mindset. So if we get the mind right and the spirit right, the body just follows because it's too hard to do it for trying to look our, just look good and have muscles and have abs. It's like, who cares? Like that's cool. It's fun. But what, what do we really do? We're, we're setting an example, children, but our wives and delivering our best selves to them, right? If we don't make ourselves our best selves, not be inspired by us and who will we be letting down that we don't even know and then what happens to their children what they're capable of
2: de- I'm that's gonna tell awesome you, de- definitely inspiring man my my issue is finding the time
0: tell, tell him when he can find the time kyle tell, tell him when
1: this is where i always go back to the question when do you think you could find time
0: oh well, he could find time
1: <laughs>
2: i just really? say hey earlier man that, and, and look i'm, I'm up at four thirty, five o'clock
1: every day
0: but he has to go to work then. That's the problem. Yes. Hey, most of these guys in these pictures look kind of skinny, Kyle. In your transformation pictures.
1: You mean the end result? I'm a bigger guy.
0: They're skinnier, just not as cut. And it looks like the end result's incredible. Like, they're they're
1: ripped. Doing this as a business six months ago. Trust me. I've got about, I have the gnarliest that are pending. And nobody gets posted until they bottom out. That's awesome. No, there,
2: That's, there's there's a guy you're looking at his Instagram feed. There's yeah. a Guy, I think he, I saw it on Facebook. that oh, okay. He's got my same body body style. Um, yeah. that he was on the heavier side and dude shredded. Nice. Nice. I was like, nice. oh, holy shit.
0: Now, Kyle, who's signing up for this? Is this just people you know, or is it firefighters? Or now you're getting people you don't know, which is awesome. If it's only six oh, months old.
1: I do, the guys that work for my fire department, they already know that I'm theirs. And the guys who are on my team, my business side, are um, all mostly referral business from guys who've already had transformations. And then we do run, we run some Facebook ads. Um, We're just, I'm just hunting for men in darkness that need help. Thinking that they're 50 so that they're, you know, their best days are behind them. And we change everything. That's from awesome the inside out, and a year with with our team, people don't even know who you are anymore,
0: and what is that what does that uh cost to your clients
1: i I do high end coaching people that want more of my time, which is about four grand for three months, and then our team coaching uh will range from two ninety nine a month to like two thousand for the year so you can if you buy more time it's uh it's cheaper per month nice so it's like three months is seven eighty right now. Months is twelve sixty in the year's two
0: thousand nice sorry to put you on the spot for the financials, but I figured we're talking about it. we might as well sure, give yeah. it to the audience
1: let our audience know absolutely and that may change you know I mean we have a a very high demand right now. we're growing very quickly. We did raise our prices for the team uh a few months ago um and and people were buying but i I noticed that guys like firemen teachers crews, like they they were getting to the point where it was hard to afford to my brother Ryan, who co-coaches with me, and I was like, "Hey, man, we're I would rather have more volume of men that I can help over the course of time than do like a super expensive coaching program." And so we're after we're after numbers, man. We want. I mean, we're we're at the front end. We've got just under 150 people, but we our vision we see it tens of thousands, man.
0: Well, the other thing is, once you get data, it's going to help you drive it too. Once you get that. The more data you get, the better you can analyze it and the better you can provide for your future clients. All right, so let's do the rapid fire round. What's your favorite cartoon?
1: Thundercats, man. Remember Thundercats? Oh,
0: there yeah. we go. Thundercats. Oh, all right. Favorite movie?
1: Oh, probably just in that realm of like Gladiator. I mean, of course, right? Yeah.
0: Favorite food?
1: This is going to be a weird one. One of my keys to, to getting all my protein in for the day and staying lean Greek yogurt, tell you a couple different ones real quick. Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, protein powder, and cinnamon. I
0: can't, I can't get over the consistency of, of cottage cheese.
1: Dude, it's the lean man's ice cream, I'm telling you. And then you can (laughs) put some fruit in there. To start, this is what I would do. I would take a cup of, cup of cottage cheese, get that light and fit yogurt, put a container in there, and then put a half a scoop of vanilla whey protein with cinnamon and apples, little chunks of apples. And uh, you'll never need ice cream again. Switch it out for your ice cream.
0: The kids eat it.
1: I may have brainwashed them, but
0: <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes. That's my biggest problem. We can talk about that after we fire around.
1: Right, right after this, it's on, it's on my uh, plan today. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go have it right after we talk.
0: Nice. Uh, favorite social media. What? Who put this shit in? Sal. That, favorite social media.
1: Instagram guy, man.
0: There you go. That's where we spend most of our time, to be honest. Favorite dad moment.
1: And I, I actually posted a video on my Instagram. My son was trying to do this, uh, Smith grind bowl. He was getting prepped for a contest he was in and he couldn't get it and he just wasn't committing. And, um, I went and, uh, I was like, I
2: was like,
1: he asked me, he's like, dad, could you do it? And I, if I was going to ever do stuff like that, I usually full pad up and everything. But I just rolled in, gallowin went up and just fully Smith grinded the deep end. I got it on video. It's on my Instagram, the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. And then right after he went and he did it and like, dude, those moments. That's awesome. It's like that. We had the, that was like the, probably just one of the best connected moments we had of just like dad pulled through this time, you know, usually real life. Like I would have fallen and like hit my head, (laughs) but this one just turned out like a movie, you know? That's Awesome. awesome. You gave him the confidence.
0: Favorite, favorite family vacation location.
1: Um, I, You know, what probably my favorite vacation that we did recently, we took the RV from San Diego and drove to Montana, and uh we went and hit um these skate parks that are like a mix between like pump tracks and pool coping and mini ramps and bowls, and there's no skate parks like it really anywhere, and they're all over Montana, and so we just hit probably like 10 of them over the course of, I think like 14 days.
0: That's awesome. Best dad joke.
1: Oh, bro. <laughs> uh, now now this one's probably gonna get me dude i'm the worst it's like at the firehouse they're like they're like hey when you're on probation at the firehouse they're like hey tell me a joke and you just like freeze <laughs> I, I, I i got i got nothing dude all
2: right i know you uh we spoke about uh your your career and everything you do and you're on social media where where can our audience find you right
1: now it's just at superhuman father's going to be the best place that's where i i put all my stuff and i uh, put all the crazy stories of my family and uh my my you'll see uh my morning uh tired face as you've probably seen every morning at 4:30 a.m and uh and our adventures throughout the day
2: nice all right, at superhuman fathers uh on instagram yeah man
1: all right
0: how do people reach out to you for if they want to join superhuman fathers
1: Best. The best place is to reach out on Instagram. Just message me.
0: DM you? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Kyle, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. This was a great interview. And we hope to have you
1: on again in the near future.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. It was a pleasure meeting you. Um, ho-
1: hopefully, uh, definitely come on in the future. Yeah, thank you, guys. I-, I appreciate it.
0: That concludes our episode for the evening. Stay tuned next week for another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast.
2: Don't forget... So head over to our uh, Rad Dads YouTube channel if you want to listen to some relaxing uh, music such as the wind or the waves crashing on a beach. Medi-
0: meditation brought to you by the Rad Dad.